everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Military Spouse Show with Krista Wells, the Military Spouse Coach, will be here in just a second, and yours truly, Wendy Pulling. Today's show is a fun one. We've got a lot planned for you today. We've got some tips on how, if you create a special place in your house, how it can actually attract success into your life. This whole idea came because I really wanted to take a ski vacation and knew that that probably wasn't going to happen. I saw this picture online of this amazing bedroom that had this quilt on the bed that was plaid with flip side Sherpa lining and the colors were blue and green and white. It just looked so warm and inviting. I thought I'm going to order that comfort five, six days later it arrives. And I was telling Krista about it. I walked in my bedroom and see it. It just makes me smile and think, oh my gosh, it just looks so nice. I almost feel like I'm in a ski lodge. Not really, but close enough. And Krista said to me, oh my gosh, we have to do a show on this because there really is a connection between your mood and your level of success and how it can really make a difference. So that's what we're going to talk about. And we hope that you'll join us. It's all about five ways to embrace your sacred space to attract success. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Military Spouse Show. Oh, hey, Krista, how are you? Hey, I'm good. It's good to hear from you. I am so excited for tonight's show because in other shows, I've talked about decluttering and the physical and mental space that goes along with our success. And tonight, we're kind of taking that a step further. Our surroundings really influence our mood, not just the mood to put your look at your comforter and be excited to go to bed, but for all different kinds of moods that impact our success. And our mood is so linked to our productivity and our success and our, our ability to travel along that road to success often has to do with how motivated or what kind of mood we're in. So therefore, designing these spaces in our lives, both physical and mental, can serve our greater good and give us these positive vibrations that will really help us not just move forward, but move forward more easily. I see this a lot in my coaching practice. I have seen just start paying more attention to their physical and mental space in their life and have them have some big ahas regarding the physical space and just being able to create their ideal lifestyle through thinking about space. So I, I just love this topic, Wendy. Yes. I'm going to tell everybody a little bit more about my comforter later in the show, and I'm even going to post a picture of it so you guys get an idea. As we move along through this topic tonight, what we're asking you guys to do is to also take the journey with us and stop and think about some of the spaces that you have right now in your home and how they make you feel. For instance, what's it look like? What kind of feeling do you get when you look at your surroundings? What does that space look like right now? And what would the ideal space look like? If you achieved all your goals, what habits and rituals would be important to you? Think about that connection between your inner thought world and your outer physical environment. Believe it or not, it can really be connected. And that's Really what we want to talk about today is how that can be a sacred space. Yeah, I love that, Wendy. And as a goal-oriented coach, I'm always encouraging military spouses to be thinking about this space and their power behind it. They really can create the space. It's not about spending a lot of money. It's sometimes actually getting rid of things that help us feel more inspired and feel like we can really delve into a space more easily. It's also our mental space. We're go, go, go in the society. And I know myself working and having the four kids, it's always push, push, push towards goals. And what I've noticed is that if I stop and take some space, maybe it's a, some space in my home or just, you know, take, take a breather now and then, push pause and look around and embrace the more scenic route on your way to success, 
it doesn't have to always be the quickest route from A to B. Sometimes it's stopping and pushing pause will actually help you reflect and, and enjoy that journey a little bit more. So tonight we're going to talk about five suggestions on how you can actually start embracing your sacred space. You know, what the heck are we talking about when we say sacred space? So we're going to go a little bit into that tonight, and I'm going to start with sharing the first tip, and that would be on how do you design a sacred space in your home? Wendy gave a lot of great examples. Just for a minute, imagine a space in your home that you really want to take it to that level of considering that to be a sacred space. So great environments energize us in different ways. And if you're a military spouse that's working from home, maybe you want to create a little space in your home where work doesn't feel daunting and, you know, how you have a messy desk with clutter all over. You want to really make yourself feel like this could be almost like a spa-like experience. You can burn some incense, put up a fountain, play some classical music if that's what you like, and really just create a space that helps you to feel grounded and successful before you begin your work day. You can design any space to really speak to your soul. I remember doing this when I designed my office years ago. I was planning to work from home, and it just wasn't working. It wasn't feeling like a sacred space. I had my daughter in the other room. She was little at the time, and I remember she was playing with an Elmo doll, and it was making all this noise, and I could see her through a glass door, and I had a lot of, it, it kind of created a guilty feeling that I wasn't with her. So I ended up renting an office and designing the space um, where I would go and see clients, and it was my own little space. I sublet it from another counselor, which is a great step for entrepreneurs to take when they might want to leave their home and just create a space that's all for them. And I wanted my office to feel a certain way. I wanted it to represent me. So I create. I thought about how I love bed and breakfast, and so I put a lot of books in my office. I put a sofa. I created, I put a little table out with all different flavors of tea for my clients to choose from. And I really kind of thought about, oh, I get, I get a great feeling when I'm at a bed of breakfast. I want my clients to feel that warm, inviting feeling when they come into my office. So think about spaces that speak to you in general in your world and then how you can bring them into your home or your work. For example, I love New York City. So I love the smell of coffee. I love the fast pace. I love the excitement in the air. So let's say I want to tap into that vibe and that feeling, but I live in Connecticut. Well, there's a coffee shop in our town, this little Cafe Sophia. And when I go in there, I feel that same energy. I feel like that New York feeling. And I can bring my laptop there and my bag and sip on a coffee, and I get that same vibe that puts me into the mood where I want to write something or I want to connect with people, and I have that successful feeling. So I encourage you to begin Designing this is very individual for each of us, but design some spaces in your home or in your workplace. You know, it could be your cubicle at work, it could be a spot in your home you're working from, or it could be your comforter in your bedroom. But start creating spaces where you feel like this is really empowering you and feeling putting you in the right mood for what you want to accomplish and starting to pay attention to that connection. Wendy, do you ever catch yourself in this, you know, trying to create recreate a space or you know, what kind of spaces put you in that flow or that good feeling? Well, there's this hotel near me. It's called the JW Marriott. And upstairs on the second level, they have this library. And it's one of my favorite places. And why? is Because I found it's just very tranquil and it feels very good energy in there. So when I was designing my space at home, I wanted to bring that feeling back. And it's funny that you asked me this because if I really want that JW Marriott library feel, I'll go downstairs into Craig's office. And he has this leather club chair in there, and I will sit in there and write blog posts. 
down there or I'll read. This whole idea of creating this space, it doesn't have to be like fancy. It can just be a bookshelf with some books or it can be a comfy area where you can sit with your laptop and feel like it's creative space for you. And those are the ways that we've done it here. And I'm surprised at how well it's worked. I love that. So it's also about creating those moments for yourself. And the next tip is kind of to seize those sacred moments, about learning our own individual practices along our path towards creating whatever the goal is in your life. So it doesn't, it could be school, it could be for work, it could be something that you want to increase in your personal life, but just having that connection to how the space influences it. And I talk about seizing sacred moments. It's about being in the present when I say that. Obviously, when you're writing a paper, the more you can stay in the present, the more you're going to be, you know, getting the paper done. It'll it'll just flow out of you. And the more you can kind of tap into source, all of a sudden you get all these good ideas or you know which book to pull off the shelf. So it's about getting yourself jazzed and energized, but in the moment, being able to be in the moment. If we think too much about our past, we can start feeling down and depressed. And if we worry too much about the future, we can feel anxious. But we have to think about times in our life where we can really get grounded and be present. And sometimes that cozy leather chair in the corner or different environments can help us stay present. So I love the feeling when you totally catch yourself in the zone in that moment. You're feeling productive. You're feeling at awe. I think about sometimes I'm at one of my kids' baseball games or basketball games and I'm texting and I'm detached and I'm not really focused and I think about it's not really serving my kids because I'm not watching them and I'm not really paying attention fully to what I'm doing so I think when you can zone in and say you know what I'm really going to just be present and take in this baseball game and then later I can do my work and take in my work and really allow myself to be in that present moment and you know those feelings that you get like when you're listening to national anthem and you get the chills or you start noticing um, you're talking to a friend and you just lose track Mm -hmm. of time those kinds of things are what I'm talking about when you feel like you're in that flow you're in that moment you're really living and breathing and being present so we're encouraging you guys to just feel that more and do that more and kind of go for that go for the, the more We want our lives to be more filled with those aha moments. The next step is step number three, and it's about how do we remind ourselves to do this? You know, how do we remind ourselves? And it's about embracing sacred symbols. So this isn't just a sacred place like our bedroom or our home office or, you know, being present when we're at our kids' games or, you know, writing a paper that we're fully present. It's about... How do we tap into that at will? And one of the ways that I've helped clients tap into that is to use symbols. I have a client that said, I really love running. And I said, well, you know, tell me more about that. And she'll say, I love running on the beach. And I said, you know, put a shell on your dresser to remind yourself that you love running. You know, something that will kind of trigger that. You know you love that feeling when you go out and you go running. So think about places that you've been that you love that kind of put you in that higher level of awareness and imagine that you're taking that feeling with you. You're taking that it doesn't you don't have to be at the beach. You don't have to be in that physical place. You don't have to be in the actual library, Wendy, but you can take that feeling with you and Maybe there's a book that will specifically remind you of that place and put you in that tranquil state just by seeing the book on your nightstand. You'll automatically feel the same tranquil feeling that you feel at the library when you're um, home reading on your bedside table because you look at a certain book. So many of us can relax when we walk on the beach, but then we don't know how to relax throughout our workday. 
And I find that just using these symbols is so easy and it helps you kind of reconnect with those feelings. So play around with that and think about symbols that might be meaningful to you that will help you stay motivated. Maybe it's meaningful artwork. For my one client, it was shells. Maybe it's a family heirloom. And again, Wendy, it doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be something that reminds you of your dreams. So what items, you know, it could be a glass water bottle that you put in your car to remind you to drink more water, and you just love the water bottle, so you feel more excited to to drink water. It could be your favorite gym bag in the car, your favorite pen um, in a work bag, things that you, when you touch the item, you automatically feel excited and happy and, wow, this is, you know, this is like a little a mini sacred moment throughout the day that you could, because you're tapping into those feelings. So just have fun with it and think about what can be trigger you to put you in that mood more quickly. Wendy, can you think of anything that you would use as a symbol that would, you know, instantly put you in a mood of productivity or a creative mood or anything that comes to mind? This is a great one. I really love it. And so I have a moleskin book that I write all of our notes in for our shows and it's like my creative little thought journal and it's a teal blue color and that's sort of the color that I'm in love with right now when I have a thought come to mind I can jot it down in there really quick and although I can put it in my phone under notes having this feels good soft journal in my hand with this nice flowing teal ink that comes out of this pen it just I love it. it helps me get centered around I have one place where I record all of these things so I know that it's not in my phone or on my iPad or in my computer or whatever it's always going to be in this one moleskin book that's teal so it's a bright cheery color and it works for me and the other symbol which is really it's a print some white steps if you've ever seen pictures of Greece or any of the islands in Greece everything is kind of a really bright white and blue so I have this print and it's a picture of white stairs, and it's taken in one of the islands in Greece. I'm not sure which one. And to me, it looks like you're at the bottom of the steps and you're walking up. It's blue sky above. So it's like you're going somewhere and you don't quite know where. It could symbolize heaven. Sometimes I think of that. Or sometimes I think about what's right around the corner, and it just inspires me to get going for the day. Yeah, and I think that's so great. And you can change it up. If you're enjoying looking at the picture of Greece for a while, you know, you change it up and you keep doing that because it will continuously inspire you or create different meanings for what the picture means to you. But to look at it and to just stop for a minute and pause and think about it's a good way to reflect on your goals. You know, are you are you walking up the right staircase? Um, <laughs> exactly. <success? laughs> there was some quote one time about my biggest, I think it was Joseph Campbell said, that there was a fear of climbing up the ladder and realizing you were on the wrong wall. So I love that it's just reminding you to, you know, push pause and be grateful and think about what are those next steps in your life. So I really love that. It's just a great thing to do. My colleague today was telling me she posts The Four Agreements, which is a book, you know, kind of a coaching book called The Four Agreements. And she has The Four Agreements posted right up on the wall. I know other people that post, I give assessments on strengths. And so they will post their strengths right up on the wall. They'll print them off and pin them right up on the wall. And that feels like it inspires the space. It helps them to be creative and jazzed and energized for their next project that they're working on. So, Wendy, why don't you share with us the next tip on our list of the five ways to embrace sacred space? Sure. So this is tip number four, and it's use sacred space for reflection. This is a great tip to help whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or have a challenge, 
this gives you time for that reflection or meditation time. It allows you to slow the pace down, really be in the moment, which is what we talked a little bit about earlier. When we're stressed out, our rational selves shut down, but these sacred spaces can help cultivate our intuition and our problem-solving abilities. That way, it comes more natural. So that can be a place where you can spend time writing in your journal or reading, and it could be a book that's a motivational-style book, or it could be a devotional-style book, or even spend time in prayer or meditation. One of the great things Krista always says is that you know when you read different types of books, it gives you a different perspective. When you write into a journal, and I love this, you've said this a couple times, Krista, that it allows your subconscious to free up and allow that creative juices to flow when you write. Even like writing with, if you're right-handed, if you write with your left hand, and I've tried it before, and it's really kind of cool when you allow yourself to do that. Yeah, I love that. I love that technique. You can also invite coaches and counselors into this sacred space, and they can help you discover a new direction or assist you in pushing past that knowing-doing gap, which we're going to talk about in an upcoming show. This is kind of the side benefit I get from hanging out here with Krista and doing the show with you guys, is that I get this little side coaching that happens. And she does this teleclass for military spouses, and it's once a month. And so we'll tell you more about that later. I hope that you guys will take advantage of her teleclass that she does once a month. Thanks for that. So, yes, I love that, Wendy, because I think there's real power in creating space between you and whatever your problem or challenge is. I think that there's just a lot of power in that because if we get too entrenched in it, we can't think and we get paralyzed. Whereas if we trust that space will help, it kind of allows the next ideas to flow. And that sort of leads into our last tip, which is to faithfully embrace this concept of sacred space. My husband and I were talking, we were talking about what faith is, and we decided that faith involves just believing in the unseen, and that's a lot about what coaching is. My clients come to me and create a vision, and it's really having the client believe in what hasn't happened yet, and believing in the unseen is having faith. So this includes, it could be faith in your health, it could be faith in your wealth, it could be faith in your relationships, but it's really about carving out sacred space for faith. Because you can't accomplish your goals and your vision and, you know, create this life. You know, is it really that simple? You know, as Wendy's saying, is it really that simple to just do these things, you know, take those steps towards success? And it really can be that simple if we consider what environment best supports us. We have to have, it's kind of a combination of you taking a step towards your goal and then allowing God to take a couple steps towards you. And for some people, this is, this space is just, you know, going to the religious building. For others, it's spending time in nature or, like Wendy was saying before, spending time in that teal journal where you're really inspired. So think about times in your life when your intuition was clear and you felt most connected to the soul. Seek those times more often and seek those environments that allow you to get your mind in that way more easily. So listen for clues, follow your intuition, and recognize that small wins will inevitably strengthen your faith. So the more that you take action and see results, your your faith is going to be increased. And as your faith increases, you're going to get even clearer ideas about what you want next. We've talked about this in a previous show. It's, It's always easy to know what you don't want, but it's hard to really meditate on what you do want. So take some time each day. You know, we talked about it could be in your morning routine. It could be any time during the day where you have some quiet time to think about what you really want in your life. 
What do you want next for your career, for your health, for your relationship? Be able to spend some time and trust that those things are going to unfold gracefully before your eyes. If you really spend your time getting clear with what you want, it can happen for you. And this environmental tips that we're giving you today are just to support that whole process. So the more you pay attention to these blessings that you already have, the more effortlessly they're going to keep coming to you. And this whole process becomes very kind of like a sacred optimistic process. I feel like as we get more mature and we start realizing that it's happening, it's easier and easier to keep doing it. So our goal is for you to slow down from all that hustle and bustle and raising kids and dealing with deployments and moves and all the things that you have to deal with and think to press pause, really kind of take it all in and take in everything that's happening, the good and the bad and all of it, and just process it and take some time to breathe and slow down can be so, so valuable. That's what I'm hoping that everyone takes away from today's show about creating the spaces that they love, that inspire them, but then paying attention to moments when they're inspired, using symbols to remind us that being inspired is so important, and then realizing that if we have a problem, just accepting it, trusting that our subconscious will help us effortlessly come up with the right solutions to what we need, and then have that overall deep faith that supports the whole process. I love that. As we recap and close out the show today, it is first all to recognize that sacred spaces, it's more than a space. It's that sacred feeling. And when we're feeling rushed or impatient, it's just a great reminder to find some sacred time. Book an appointment with yourself. Schedule that hour or that 30 minutes. You won't regret it, we promise. And that will help you get back on track so you can attract the things that you want and design a life that inspires you. When you feel your time with these activities that put you in the zone and give yourself time in the day to reflect on your goals, you'll be headed in the right direction. It will feel fun and, like Krista says, easy breezy. Yeah, I love that. And Wendy and I were just talking today about how we have a goal and we take all these baby steps towards it. You know, you don't have to know every single step, but you might want to just be taking that first baby step. And I would even take that a step further to take a baby step and then take some quiet time for yourself and some self-care and then kind of use that sacred space as a reward and then allow yourself to say, okay, now I'm ready for the next step. And I think if you do that, rather than racing up the stairs, you're going to find that you're just really enjoying the process so much more. So I love it. And we'd love to hear from you guys about if you're listening to the show and then realizing that you want to create some more sacred space for yourself and what that looks like for each of you. We are so excited that you guys are listening tonight. You know, we have old-time listeners, and we have new listeners that find our show every week, and so we're so thankful for each and every one of you. Well, thanks, Krista, for another great show. Thank you. It was wonderful to be here, and I hope to see some of you guys that are our listeners on my podcast, which is the last Monday of each month at noon, and you can find the information out at www.militaryspousecoach.com under events or I have a Military Spouse Coach Facebook page, and I would love to connect with any of you there. If you aren't able to make the live show, you can reach out to me, and I can get you a recording. So thanks. All right, everyone. That's been a new episode of the Military Spouse Show. We did have some technical difficulties while taping earlier, so I had to redo the beginning and the end. So thanks for bearing with us on that part. Sometimes it happens. We just want to say thanks for listening to this new episode, and we hope that you subscribe to the show. 
If you want to follow us on social media, we'd love to connect with you there. Check us out at My Military Life or at Krista Wells on Twitter. And we're working on our website. It'll be launching soon. Can't wait to announce that where you'll be able to catch all the archive shows. You can search archives episodes right now on iTunes. So just feel free to shop for shows and download some episodes to your iTunes account or to your iPhone. We'd love to hang out with you if you've got a long trip coming up for spring break. We'd love to keep you company on the road. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.